welcome to Amiga Ireland. I'm Irla. I'm Rob. I'm Luke. It's Thursday the 6th of December and in today's episode there is another Amiga Accelerator card in the works, the CS540. Plenty of new software actually, uh, including a desktop notification system that I wrote. GOS C64 Windows opens up to developers of the world as well. And as usual, we have news, games, music and more to talk about. But first, how is everybody? Luke? Well, I've been pretty alright, to be honest. I've been working hard to improve on my online store, RetroReady. Um, um, as I've noticed, still a lot of things need improvement. However, however, I'm slowly, like really slowly getting there, to be honest. Uh, but I'm happy with the results. It's looking good. Cheers, thanks. Good stuff. I'm getting a lot of positive reviews from all around the world, actually. Mm, cool. Actually, I saw you get reviewed on um, the 10-minute Amiga retrocast yeah. from the States. From the other side of the pond, yeah. Cheers to a 10-minute retrocast podcast as well. Thank you very much for your... The 10-minute podcast that always lasts about 15, 20 minutes. But the name is cool. <laughs> I like it. It is. I like it, yeah. yeah. Fair play. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for your kind words and uh, positive review. Oh, yeah, absolutely. How about you, Rob? Um, I've been busy. I'm just trying to remember all 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 the things, but um, I have a, cu- a couple of them there. The checkmate cases that I'm working on, Stephen Jones. So I finished the prototype boards for that. They're sent off, and so hopefully they'll be all assembled, and the whole lot will be finished and ready to go, and we can start the actual manufacturing process very soon. I'm also working on uh, replacing the SIM sockets on an Amiga 4000, which is, uh, well, let's say it's not not the most fun I've ever had, but um, it's fine. It's uh, uh, Hi, Alistair, if you're out there listening. And I've been building a new batch of my Zaro 2 adapters for the Amiga 500. So, you know, people were looking for them for a while and finally got around to to uh, starting off another production batch. So busy, busy with hardware here. As always, as always. You. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair play to you. Um, well, actually, just as an aside, last weekend, there's um, an Irish uh, TV soap called Ross and Arun, and it's, it's in the Irish language, and um, they ran an event, a charity event here in Galway, where the cast performed this kind of, uh, it was a mock wedding, you know, a bonish break, and um, mm-hmm. it was very funny myself, my wife. Our girl went to it and um, the crack was absolutely brilliant. They were very, very funny. The, the script, the whole thing was just really well done. Um, so that was that was the highlight of our uh, our month um, and getting to meet those those people because we've been watching them on TV for so long like, and they're incredibly friendly. You know, they were out dancing afterwards to the band and um, yeah, very, very down to earth and sound people to hang around with. And they were really nice to my daughter, actually. They all introduced themselves to her. So, um, yeah, that was really fun. Awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Um, but for the most part, I have been um, playing Star Trek 25th Anniversary uh, on the Amiga <laughs> and absolutely loving it. Um, that came from Matty Whittle. Matty, thanks so much for that. It's been on a shelf in my room as a sort of a motivator to get through my degree. Um and so it was always kind of there. So whenever I was working or getting bogged down, I was like, okay, that's what's waiting for me when I get all this done. Um, yeah. So when I did finally get it done, um, I forgot it was there for a few weeks. And I just, because I'm so long looking at it now, so I took it down finally. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's, I, I always wondered, you know, would it be as cool as it looked in the magazines back then? And it's an incredible game. Yeah, it's really well put together. Thanks again, Matty. Great game. Great adventure game. Really nice one. Right, let's move on to the news. 
Okay, first up, and this is one that'll be a, a, a big one for a lot of people, the Vampire 1200 is starting to take shape. So this is basically a special version of the Vampire 4 that connects to an Amiga 1200. So there's a video there that uh, that the developers have put up, and it doesn't look like much, but you can see that what's happening is that the Vampire is communicating with the Amiga 1200 motherboard, you know, and, and it's all sort of, at a very, very low level, it's all starting to work. So, um, you know, it's early stages yet, but um, definitely, um, definitely progress. How much of the Amiga does it actually use, the 1200? Because I thought, is this the V4 that was going to be a standalone as well, no? It is uh, basically a, a, a V4 as well, so it's there's not a whole lot to be honest that it will use on the on the on the 1200. It's essentially going to be sort of input, output, and power. <laughs> okay, yeah. But um, but you know the video is showing that it is communicating with the with the actual motherboard chips, so it's changing the colors of the screen and uh, and reading the mouse. You know it's interesting. It means it means that if you want to, you can still use the chipset. So uh, yeah, you know. So I don't know if that's the intention to be able to swap and change, but uh, you know it's 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 good to be able to to see that it's able to, you know, deal with the hardware at that level anyway. As previously mentioned, GOS uh, 2.0 source code has been recently released, and um, to all those people who don't know actually what's what's a GOS, GOS is a Windows-like a based operating system for C64. It looks really nice. It was developed by Berkeley College Studio uh, back in the 80s. As far as I remember, that was 1986. Um, there are lots of, you know, like uh, programs that can support GOS. And I'm really wondering if anything can be done with that and uh, the development of, of that uh, uh, system can actually uh, be moved forward. That's actually very exciting. Very. Yeah. Absolutely. I remember it back at the, back in the day. Uh, you know, I remember reading about it. But yeah, no, I remember I never actually used it back in the day, but uh, it'd be definitely worth checking out. Yeah, because you used Atari at that, that, that time. That's the thing. That, yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's what that I remember. It, yeah. yeah. Which had no, no equivalent. Yeah. Well, in theory, when something is open sourced, more developers can get at it and kind of breathe life into it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if it happens in practice here. Yeah. We'll absolutely. see. That's the test for open, open source now. Well, uh, we've got some more hardware for Amiga. This is a new turbo card from Poland for the Amiga 500, and it's called the CS540. We have a link here to a video where you can see it operating. The video is in Polish, but you can still view it. Um, so if you don't speak Polish, uh, you can just see it. But uh, for our Polish listeners, you can get an awful lot of information. It's a good in-depth interview with the creators. It's being produced by CS Lab. It'll have 030, 040 and also potentially 060 editions and the pricing is yet to be announced. That's mental. <laughs> like to have to have an 040 or an 060 in in, in a uh, 500 is nuts. <laughs> but uh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, and I think there, there was if I remember right there were there was a lot more to the card as well like you know wasn't there uh, uh, possibility of adding networking and sound or something like that to yes, it. Like, I can't remember. That's but it right. Looks and very, and uh, graphics cards, graphics cards as well. Mm. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, an excellent. So it's it's been progressing steadily, and the hopes mm -hmm. are really really high. I must say, for that card. Excellent. Now there's been a bit of drama around the Amiga OS 3.1.4 release. I'm sure I'm sure most people are aware, and if you're not, uh, it won't take you long to find it on the internet. But um, basically. 
uh, it was available for a digital download before the uh, physical media was available, and then that digital download was stopped because of uh, copyright problems and and all sorts. And then it was started again, then it was stopped again, and now physical uh, the physical purchase is available now, and um, a few people have uh, you know seen a few p- pictures of it now. It is. It looks very nice. You know, it's all very nice and professionally finished with the labels and stuff. But uh, yeah, and now the digital download is available again at the moment. So uh, <laughs> I don't know how long that'll be for, but you know, it's available now. And uh, yeah, if you if you are looking to get that as a digital download, now is the time to get it. Playable early preview of Limbo for C sixty four has been released as well this month, and. Uh, Limbo is a dark and gloomy and gritty game um, that was released, you know, like a couple of years ago. It's a platformer with a mm. certain type of um, how to how to describe it with a certain type of a specific atmosphere and mm. uh, you and, and and specific puzzles, you know. And it's got that uh, dark humor as well, in my opinion. And I must mm. say, I'm pretty impressed by the version uh, released for C64. The developer says it'll actually happen, and the full version will be released for C64. However, uh, a lot of work has to be done. Uh, so, uh, fingers crossed. I really look forward to to that release. <laughs> It's amazing. That's it, that's awesome. That's absolutely um, like I, astounding. Yeah, because I I got that game in a, a humble indie bundle a while ago, and you know I, I like I didn't really play it much, but you know I saw the kind of the basically the concept of it. But um, you know I know a lot of these sort of indie retro style games look like they'd run on a, a retro computer, but in reality they don't because of how they're written and because you don't really notice that there's lots of lighting and particle effects going on, even though it's two D. But um. Like th- this, this, this will be impressive now to see the finished product, and you know the fact that it's even being attempted on a C64 is fantastic. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be um, sorting out my C64 for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Image Mounter 1.3 has been released on AmiNet, and Image Mounter, like like other programs like this, allow you to mount images like say ADF floppy disk images or the HDF the hard disk images and ISOs and things like that. Um, I use Disk Image GUI personally for this, but the advantage of this one is that it works on a 68,000 CPU, so you can use it on you know, an Amiga 500, uh, Amiga 1000, those kind of machines as well. So that's available now, and the link is in the show notes. iBrowse 2.5 is uh, developing steadily, and they've recently released another another beta version. Now, it's an internal beta, but, uh, you know, so if you, if you are a beta tester, you'll have it, but it's not, it's not public. But, you know, you can see the changes on the, on the website and it is, uh, it's nice to see there's some steady progress being made there. Um, small changes, but, uh, steady progress nonetheless. Looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so am I. I'm still using the, um, older eyebrows. <laughs> same as me, same as me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, Anim Player has had a new release with an added loop feature and some bug fixes. So Anim Player lets you play animations um, that were designed. So for, in my case, um, I received a 3D animation from Mwadib, who has given us something to use for the event, something really nice um, that he's done with our logo. And I was looking for a way to play it. So I went online looking for a way to I could, so I could test the Amiga file on my MacBook and I found this program called Anim Player. It works really well. It turns out 
Anampere was created by uh, Midwan, who is Moadib's friend, and they're living <laughs> together <laughs> in Sweden. So, um, yeah, that was very funny. But, uh, yeah, so if you, if you want to play um, Amiga animations, uh, 3D animations and stuff like that uh, on your modern computer, Anampere will do the job nicely. So uh, thanks for that, Midwan. Great job. Very good. Um, CS Labs uh, have another news item here, and it's, it's the Warp 1260 accelerator. So, as the name suggests, this is an 060 accelerator for the 1200. And uh, again, early days yet, but um, this is, uh, yeah, this is it's an exciting time for accelerator production, basically, in no small part by these guys and and uh, you know terrible fire. You know, there, there's so much going on at the moment, but this is, this is great because people have been asking for an 060 for a long time. And uh, yeah, no one great. was brave enough to, to you know, like Ab- develop it or to to you know like to start Absolutely. it. You know, the, um, I was surprised yeah. as well when I saw it on Polish Mega Portal. To be honest, and I was really excited uh, to. Mm-hmm. S- it was really exciting to see actually the first uh, pictures. You know, like uh, uh, of uh, of the developer board as well. So again, fingers crossed, guys. Hmm. Right, and again, something from the C64 world. Um, if you have, just like me, 264s lying around because they are dead, because they're, they're SID chip is dead, then here, see, here comes some help from Czech Republic. A developer has developed something called ARMSID, and I've heard uh, the samples of it playing, and it sounds really, really good. And um, there is noticeable difference, but still, um sounds absolutely magnificent uh, comparing to to original Sid so I look forward to uh, mass production and uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of people will order it and will buy it uh, because of the ultimate 64 for example or the the the, the project of, of the motherboard from individual computers as well amongst that I will buy it myself to be honest or at least two. <laughs> to revive my two C64s. Good stuff. Very good one. And uh, another story from C64. Um, Chris Simpson uh, has made, uh, actually, a C64 made of Lego bricks. There's a video uh, on YouTube of him um, making it happen and looks very, very exciting. And I must say, that was a challenging thing to do. It looks really great, and there's a whole campaign, and the video and the uh, the description will be in the show notes. A new version of Twit Amiga has been released, and this uh, Twit Amiga is, lets you view uh, log into your Twitter account. Basically, it's in a Twitter application for Amiga, and it runs on OS three, at least for me. And this new version has some bug fixes, but more importantly, they've um, matched the new Twitter API that has the increased character limit. So now you can send longer tweets. It's excellent. <laughs> yeah, and I think it works faster as well, to be honest. But that might be my impression, but uh, it works a bit faster than the old version too. So it's been probably a bit of optimized here and there. A bit of my note, my own news now. I think I talked about it in the podcast before, but uh, I just after writing a, a notification system for Amiga OS 3. So OS 4 has a, a built-in notification system, you know, the kind of thing and other systems where, it, you know, a little bubble will pop up with a message and then disappear by itself. So it's not intrusive and it's just things like, you know, you received a new mail from such and such. Well, I, I, I'm after releasing a, a, 
a commodity that does that similar a similar thing for OS3, and it's compatible with the OS4 version. So um, if you have AREC scripts that already work with an OS4 version of YAM, for example, that are you know anything like that, it will work on OS3 as well. So um, at the moment, it's just a simple white bubble that pops up and it disappears after a few seconds. But, um, I, you know, a lot of feedback I got, you know, people wanted to look more OS3 alike and, you know, so have it gray instead of white and things like that. So I got to, you know, add, add some customization options and uh, have a new release soon enough. But uh, but the, the first version is available to download now. Great job, Rob. Great one. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, I'm looking forward to installing that. Oh, me again. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, and SMBFS or Samba file system uh, has had a major update and this has been chugging along in the background for a while um uh, Olson's been working on that and this is this is great this is um this lets you access windows shares on other machines so on a on a network storage or you know on on linux boxes it's a bit funny when you go talking to more modern versions of windows and mac os but um you know, it can't, it can't be made to work, but this is, this is a major update that's fixed a lot of problems with the older version. So it fixes issues with the protocol, fixes some speedy issues, fixes some file corruption issues. And it's, it's basically, it's been in the works for a couple of years now, but this is a really big update. There are versions of that for OS3 and OS4. And it's, um, if you, anyone hasn't tried it out yet, it's, it's absolutely mental to be able to, be on your uh, let's say workbench and um, double click an icon and have a window open up that represents you know four terabytes of uh, storage space <laughs> on a remote machine like was is the case here we have uh, a computer up in the attic um, a headless setup and to be able to transfer all kinds of stuff um, for the media it's 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 really cool um, yeah it's mad isn't it <laughs> useful useful as well Cause I have four or five machines here and OS three machines OS four machines more for OS machines uh, and PCs, Linux PCs, and I use I use a network drive to just swap between them all the time, and I'd be lost without it. Uh, so I I was using an older version of it, and I haven't actually tried this new update yet, but I, w- I will do. I have a, a front end a, a, a GUI for SMBFS. I feel like it needs to be updated now because there are some new features in in this version of SMBFS that I need to take into account. So that's a, another thing on my Christmas list for. <laughs> to, to do work on. Go for it, Rob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plato term for Amiga version 0.2 has been released. And um, this is, uh, we spoke briefly about this uh, in the last episode. This allows you to connect to Irata Online, the multi platform online environment. Um, you can listen to the last episode if you haven't to learn a bit more about that. And Scene World did a more in depth. Um, interview about it as well so version 0.2 will allow you to connect uh, using your wi-fi devices that you have connected to the serial port on your amiga now um we've just had uh, in the last few minutes um a twitter exchange with the author and he's going to add um support for some other devices so um, at some point we'll be able to use your pcmcia wi-fi as well and uh so who knows next time that next time we record uh, an episode of the podcast we might have uh, more news for you on that but um excellent yeah it is it is excellent i'm really looking forward to um, getting into that environment. Um, so Tom uh, Cherry Holmes, who has uh, developed all this, um, thanks because it's absolutely it's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's it's a hell of a lot of work as well that he's putting into it. 
it's, it's, it's unbelievable, really. I, I still can't mm. believe it. I'll have to spend a lot of time there <laughs> to sort of let the reality of it dawn on me of, you know, what's actually there. And the fact that, you know, the other people you're collaborating with could be on a Commodore 64 or a Spectrum or an Apple II or an Atari 8-bit or, you know, yeah. or, or an iPhone. You know what I mean? It's just nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could go yeah. on. <laughs> It's the internet of an alternate reality. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> it's the dream. Yeah. Amy Signix has had an update. This has been in the works for a while. Uh, if you if you're not familiar with it, Amy Signix is a is it's an X desktop environment basically for OS four, and it lets it lets a, a fair selection of um, ported Linux software run, still using the Linux graphical interface. You know, it, it makes it very easy to port stuff and it lets you run things like, uh, you know, office software that otherwise, you know, will be just too difficult to port, too, too complex to run. So it, it, it feels a bit weird to run it, but, um, it is very useful, uh, at the same time to be able to open Word and Excel documents and, and to be able to run GIMP on your Amiga. And it's, it's you know, it's quite nice. So, uh, but that's had a major update because over time, I think there's some, there were some compatibility issues that crept in. And with the latest version, the latest update of OS 4, there were some problems. And, uh, I, th- but I think it, it, there's been a sort of fairly serious overhaul of the core of it. I feel like that's something that might interest you. It's, uh, it's available now on OS 4 depot. Amica Second Edition, episode 8, has been released, and uh, it's a Polish podcast, actually, but in English. And after a long time, Radzik, Krzysztof Radzikowski, is back, and he is not alone. He's got a new co-host, and his name is Marcin, and uh, they say that they have a plan. If you want to hear about that plan, have a listen. The link will be in the show notes. That's a guy who knows how to do a really good podcast, so I'm looking forward I to it. I absolutely agree. I used to work with him, and uh, I can recommend him. He's really good. Okay, let's move on to the gaming section. The first uh, thing is the Strategus port for Amiga OS 3 with uh, Warp OS. Strategus is an open source game engine for real-time strategy games and the most particular thing is it allows you actually to play Warcraft and Warcraft 2 on your Amiga uh, natively, and therefore I thought like it's it's worth mentioning because that game was uh, previously only available to play on PCs and Macintoshes. Uh, I I can understand that it is possible to to play you know like those games using um, uh, Fusion Mac emulator or Shapeshifter emulator, but still playing it natively has been a dream of Amigans for for quite some time. I think. Yeah, so this is like sort of more of a, a, a an engine, if you like. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, very good. Very good. Barbarian Plus has been released for Amiga, uh, so you can get a copy of it now and play it. And it's an enhanced version of Barbarian, so the graphics, uh, the sprites are much smoother. There's The graphics are much improved, and I noticed as well the screen seems to shake a bit on impact. It's a cool kind of, you know, effect that you might have seen in the arcades. There's just a lot more refinement has gone into it so if you like that game you might like this very good looking at uh, remakes of modern games on old machines someone's working on a port of farming simulator for the c64 which is uh, which is very impressive as well and I, this this would be uh, this looks great <laughs> it's a, it looks exactly as you might expect it you know you know it's a, it's a isometric thing with the, with the c64 palette and it just looks it just looks spot on so um it's very very good I and mean, it'd be great to see what comes of that Another game for C64 called Zombie Calavera Prologue has been released. If you like games uh, 
data platformers with great graphics, fantastic music, and really polished, you should and you must have a look at this one. The game features actually a unique style of dark uh, graphics and dark silhouette with a very nice deep blue background. So uh, the game is really playable and uh, I've spent some time playing it on my C64. I can recommend it to, to anyone. And Karen, thank you edition 2018 has been released and Indie Retro News have the uh, scoop there and we've got a link to that. So this is an adventure game and it looks very good, very nice graphics and uh, it looks like actually something that I would want to play next once I get finished with Star Trek. It's got that same kind of immersive uh, environment look to it. So um, you can uh, head on over to Indie Retro News and have a look for yourself and see what you think. I think it's a tribute also to Manic Mansion because the game is uh, looks absolutely brilliant to be honest you know <laughs> it does a true adventure type game let's move on to discoveries thanks to Daniel Tsiganek for the for the information and the tip um I've uh, discovered Codemasters CD game pack. As you all remember, Codemasters is a really, really big company and it's got a history of games for Spectrum, C64, Amstrad, uh, all the, uh, almost all 8-bit machines and 16-bit machines as well. Not to mention the games like Dizzy, Slicks, or Seymour, the recent ones Colin McCree. So this game pack might be very interesting for all the 8-bit players. Uh, the link is in the show notes. Uh, why not have a look? I recently found out that there's a port of FSUAE for Haiku. So Haiku is, you know, a modern open source remake of BIOS, which, and it's, 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 it's got more than a few nods to the Amiga way of working. It's a really nice operating system. And if you've got a, a computer knocking around or even a virtual machine is, you know, it's worth downloading it and having a go of it. But, um, yeah, someone's ported, uh, FSUAE to it, uh, which is great to see because, uh, you know, it's, it's a niche of a niche that is. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, ever since we mentioned Haiku a few episodes back, it's been on my mind. So now that's like the double the reasons to give it a look. Mm. My discovery is that light pens need a CRT to work. You can't use them with LCD screens. <laughs> um, so uh, I discovered that when I met uh, someone from Galway who bought some bite magazines from us um, here that Eddie Carroll donated. And um, we were talking about Commodore stuff and, you know, their their first uh, Commodore machine. Hi, Ernie, if you're listening. So, um, yeah, he was explaining to me that the story with the light pens and uh, we're going to have some more news about light pens in another episode. So that's all I'm going to say about it for now. But um, they're very interesting, especially when it comes to retro. Another kind of hobby I've gotten into in the last few weeks is reading comics. And I thought I would love to be able to read these on an Amiga. And they're usually distributed in some kind of archive format, like a CBR is very common. So I went looking on Aminet to see what was available and um, you can get a comic reader for OS4 and you can get one for Aros and you can get one for Morphos but there is nothing for OS3 at the moment. Uh, the closest thing on Aminet is there are pre-packaged comics that you download and it's either just a collection of images or it's a slideshow that will launch itself but there's nothing yet to actually read them with so that's an interesting little um, gap that could be plugged without too much work I think. That is interesting because um, there's a crowd that release, maybe it's just a guy, I don't know, software with O in the name. 
And he's released some of, some of the comic book readers, but That's he right. releases stuff for OS3 as well. So it's strange that he's missed that. Might be worth asking him, is it is there a problem with it? I think he's been releasing a lot of stuff for more OS as far as I remember. Yeah, yeah, he releases across for every yeah. platform. So that's, yeah. why, that's why I'm surprised there isn't an OS3 one because he released a, a PDF viewer for OS3 recently. Yeah. So I would have thought that's almost 90% of the way there to a comic book reader. It might be worth sending him a mail just to see. Is, is, is this something he's working on? It might. And it's, it's possible that I've just missed, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> that it already exists. But I will I'll get in touch and I'll ask and see what's going on. Um, it's definitely not um, coming up in the AMI. AMINET brings up two pages of search results and mm. uh, none of the none of the actual readers are for OS3. So, yeah, I'll give him, give him a shout and see. Yeah. Right. It's time for community news and events. The workshops for Amiga Ireland 2019 have been confirmed. So we have four workshops. There is one on GoTech programming, one on Aros installation, one on AmiBerry, and one on Lightwave 3D uh, modeling on Amiga. So all really exciting. And of course, while these are going on, there's game competitions happening all day. So there's uh, both days. So there's something for everybody happening all of the time. So the GoTech programming workshop is uh, being done by Daniel Saiganek. The Aros installation will be Neil Caffrey, who uh, is a developer of Aros. Amiberry configuration will be with Midone, and Lightwave 3D will be with Mwadib. So um, we have two Greeks as represented twice in the workshops this year, which is really cool. <laughs> you can attend any workshop you like. You don't have to have anything specific. You can just be there to watch or to learn. Or you can bring the necessary gear and uh, we'll talk more about that in, in our Christmas special. And also, in regards to the Amiga event in January, get your t-shirt orders in now if you want them. They're only available on pre-order. Um, last year, you know, the mugs, we could bring extras in because it's one size fits all. One, You know, they're all the same. But with the t-shirts, there's different colours, different sizes. So um, it's all on a prepay, prepay <laughs> basis. Um, so get your order in before it goes to the printer. It's only nine euro. They're very high quality. The shirts themselves are fruit of the loom and the print is, is even like is will outlast even those shirts. Um, so you can take a look on our Facebook page, uh, our Twitter and see what they look like and uh, see if see if you want to order one. Cool. I'll have to do that. Fair play. The Scottish Amiga user group meeting up. Uh, this weekend coming. So, uh, if you happen to be around Glasgow uh, on Sunday, that's Sunday the 9th of December. So it's only if you've listened to it this within a couple of days of it coming out. We're going to be meeting in, in the Shawlands Church, which is right beside uh, Crossmaloof train station. And that's in Glasgow. So, uh, so it's a s- small meeting, but, uh, we're going to have the sensible soccer tournament. We're going to have a workshop installing OS 3.1.4. I think there's a MIDI workshop in the works or at least a MIDI demonstration in the works. We'll have to see. And we're going to have a couple of uh, special bits of hardware that are sort of, you know, sneak previews. So uh, I'm not going to say what they are because I'm not sure if they'll actually be ready on time. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they're still being soldered together. But um, yeah, so there we go. Fair Should play. Be fun. Oh, no, of course, there's the, the, the pints afterwards, which is... Fair play to you, lads. Stick a few photos <laughs> up for the rest of us that can't be there this time. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. We'll Absolutely. spread them all around the internet. Yeah, will do. Um, another thing, a big thank you to Matty Whittle for donating to Amiga Island while purchasing tickets uh, to the event. That's really kind of you. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, thanks again, Matty. 
we're a nonprofit event. We're actually currently looking into registering as a charity in Ireland. We're just trying to figure out what's the right um, entity to register as. And the reason we're doing that is that basically any money that comes in does not get, you know, given, you know, like, like say, I don't use it or give, you know, I don't buy myself a lunch or pay for my hotel or anything with it. It just goes to support the event and develop it to be a better event every each year and maybe, you know, bigger space, whatever is needed. Um, so by way of just letting people know that when they go to buy tickets like you know none of this is going to be wasted um and for sponsors to know as well that you know the money is going to a good cause if we're registered as a charity it's the way for people to know that the accounts uh do get audited um once per year by the by the body in ireland that approves charities so that's something that hopefully we'll be able to announce this is a question and or it's a, it's a sort of a uh, a subject that gets regularly asked about and it's to do with the commodore 64 i think a lot of people remember that you just don't you don't touch the joystick when you're loading it from cassette tape on the Commodore 64 because it just wrecks it. And, uh, you know, you'll have to start loading again and upset people after you've been sitting there for five minutes waiting on it. Why, why that is, it's all related to the CIAs that the Commodore 64 uses. So, you know, the Amiga uses CIAs for the input and output stuff, like so the parallel port, disk drive, uh, that kind of stuff, the keyboard, that kind of thing. CIA is just stands for complex interface adapter, which is basically means it sort of handles a variety of input and output functions. But um, C64 also uses them, and they're a little bit more primitive. So what happens is that um, you will have noticed, even if you just sit there with with the Commodore 64 ready prompt and you wiggle the joystick, I think in port 2, that some characters start appearing on the screen. And basically, it's because the CIAs are, uh, they're multi-jobbing. And so the, the, the pins that read the keyboard are also reading the joysticks, are also reading other inputs and outputs. And so basically the computer depends on context to decide what to do with the information that it gets from the CIAs. So again, we'll read the, you know, the, the joystick port and it'll say, okay, I know that means joystick up. Whereas the keyboard, you know, when you're typing, it, it, it thinks it's a keyboard input. And so the information gets processed as a keyboard input. When you're loading things from tape, that input just gets mixed up with all the other, the constant stream of information coming in and you end up corrupting the data that's that's coming in from the tape. That ruins your load. So, you know, you go off to make your cup of tea and you find that your little brother's after wiggling the joystick and you come back and you say the game hasn't loaded and that's it. Start again. Yeah, that's that's all down to the sort of the fairly limited nature of the chips that were used in CIA. And uh, thankfully, the Amiga doesn't suffer from that with the more, the, the more advanced chips. But it is also the reason, or part of the reason, why the um, why using Mega Drive pads is so bad with the Commodore 64. It's basically because Mega Drive pads have their own chip in them, and they're not they're not wired to work for the Commodore 64. They just happen to sometimes work accidentally. Basically, it, it essentially it fights with the CIA's, and uh, the the chip in the Mega Drive pad says one thing, and the CIA is using that same line to do something with the keyboard as well, and basically. Yeah, it's fighting with it that stresses out the CIAs and eventually burns them out. So don't use MD pads with a C64 without either modding them or getting a special adapter for them to, to make them safe. Okay, that's interesting. I I had heard about it, but I didn't uh, I didn't realize mm-hmm. how it worked. And uh, it's good that there's a, a workaround because the, the Sega, Sega pads are actually really nice. Absolutely, yeah, and it's it's actually it's actually simple enough if you have a soldering iron and you know how to use it. A couple of you know, D connectors and uh, I just like one diode on each line. So five signal diodes of one end four one four eights. Just you know, connect them up and swap over pins five and seven. Put the diodes in each of the lines, 
uh, you can find diagrams for these all over the internet and and that that's it that's all you need and it then it'll be 100% safe on the C64 very nice um when <clears throat> when I, I got a copy of flashback back in the 90s um a friend of mine mm-hmm. came to stay he came up from uh I think it was Limerick he came up from as my sister's boyfriend's younger brother at the time and uh, he brought up the Sega gamepad with him and I didn't think it would work in the Amiga but mm-hmm. it worked really well and suddenly we could get past all these levels on flashback that we couldn't get I couldn't get past before because of the extra buttons and stuff yeah yeah so I suddenly became a gamepad convert for at least that game like absolutely let's move on to online activity then we've got a lot of new members again in our Facebook group um, so to start off um, hello to Fernando Oliveira, Jermid Nocton, Amigatronics, Declan O'Brien, Retro Ready. And Gareth McKittrick, Israel Ortunow, Paul Kamnik, John Riley, Oli von Waldbrol. Alessio Gartzi, Manuel Miguez, Sam Wojowski. I don't know, is that right? <laughs> I think it's Watkowski. 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 I'd say sounds okay. very sounds very Polish to me. <laughs> does it does? <laughs> yeah, certainly yeah. not Irish. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and uh, Vic Zoltar. Yeah, welcome to the group, everybody. And Vic Zoltar has actually just posted some uh, music that won third place in a competition. It's very cool. You can go and check it out. It's a nice mellow track. We got an email to our, our email address is info at amigausers.ie, and uh, this email reads. Finally, I see a real man. Oh, it seems I'm ready to be yours today. Me and this bottle of red wine. Wink. It also, that's from Jacqueline, and it also includes a picture of Jacqueline from the neck down. So, um, <laughs> thanks for the email, Jacqueline. Um, I'm not sure which of the three of us that is for, though. So, if you just want to get back to us on that, maybe we can take things further from there. <laughs> I think one bottle is not enough, hey, to be honest. Uh, and I'd love to swap it for something stronger. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see, we've got, okay, so the top activity then online. The top Facebook post uh, over the last month has been Seamus's post, Name the Game, where he distorts a screenshot or a box art from an Amiga game. And uh, it's a lot of fun, actually. So um, if you're not in the Facebook group, that alone is worth joining it for. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the top post, according to the Facebook stats. And congratulations to Wayne Holiday on getting the answer right um, after a lot of previous guesses. It was a good one, actually. With a lot of comments, a lot of guesses until the right answer came out. Our top tweet was actually our announcement about our special guest for Amiga Ireland 2019, uh, Volker Vertig, as well as the Plato Terminal for accessing Irata Online. And that's it for today. So next time we're going to um, hopefully have a Christmas special, something short for the Christmas coming out just a few weeks time. Mm -hmm. Until then, we'll um, take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. We're playing out with Welcome by Zoltar, which came third place in Confusphere 
Christmas Eve Eve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Or maybe uh, to Eve, Jacqueline, and a bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>